All right. Go. I I don't I don't know what you want from me. Just get up on stage and introduce the awards. But show. You always what do we... it. I can't do it. All right, fine. Here, Mike. Mike, is this thing on? Oh boop boop. I'm really glad that you didn't actually bat your microphone for that one. I thought about it, but decided not to. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. All right. It just makes the weird like it makes a weird ringing sound. Oh God. I'm actually, like, pretending to hold a microphone. I don't know why. Performance art. Performance art. Twenty. What is there to say about 2020? Nothing, really. It's empty. Or 2021, I should say. Well, what year is you it? you mean 2020 part two. No, I'm so- sorry. It's 2022. Yes. Well, it is now. No, I mean 2022. Yes. T-O-O. Yes. You mean T-W-O? No. Two. T-O-O, as in as well. Oh, I see. It's a play on words, Maria. It's too late for a play on words. Oh, wow. What is there to say about 2021? It was a pretty terrible year for all of us. Honestly, it was a rough year. Getting through this show was one of the bright spots of the year, honestly. Yeah. It was it was a rock that held us both together, I think. Kept up our friendship through the dark times. Make sure we, we remain hurtling into the depths of hell, yeah. Make sure we keep we keep going through like Dante into the depths of hell in hopes of finding our lost love, Beatrice. Yeah, it's because you tied us to the rock and kicked it off the edge of the earth into hell. That was not my fault. That was your that fault. Was... I'm not strong enough to push the rock, so clearly it's your fault. She's lying. She has super strength. I do. I do not. I am a small person. I have. Oh I can God. barely lift my 15 pound weighted blanket. Oh, uh, really? Well, I mean, I, I, I could carry it downstairs but that's about it wow i need a i need a heavier one mine's also 15 pounds well you are you are bigger than i am i'm just like a small person well yeah anyway it was a year of highs and a lot of lows but on this show it was pretty good we didn't watch too many like awful things really it's because i got good grades on that one quiz you made me do (laughs) oh yeah it's true that's very true or else we would have been we would have watched some terrible terrible sucky september instead of Uh, super september super september it was a super september it was it's a good september we needed that super september good job maria you're welcome. Anyway, now it's time to give back, not to 2021, but to ourselves. And to the people that made these stupid shows what we liked and what we did not like. So we are going to give out some stupid superfluous awards and have some fun talking, going back over season three 
of Hell in a Cell, an animation podcast hosted by me, James, and that's Maria. Hi. What's your pronouns? She, her. He, her. There we go. Anyway. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be changing oh, okay. them in the future. Okay. I just. I just like to keep my options open. You know. Just. That's fair. We all need to keep our options open. All right, Maria. Shall we begin, or do you have something that you want to say? We should begin. <laughs> all right. Well, you got to introduce it first. Oh, right. I do have to do that. Okay. Fine. Be that way. You're just going to open the envelope and say, and the winner is. Yes. For for whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to open the show up with with the first award, uh, which is, no, wait. Let me start over. I think my brain died a little bit. It did sound like your brain was leaking. My brain just fucking shut off for a second. We only have to do 20 of these. You can get through. <laughs> well, technically 10. Oh, uh, yeah. We you only, you only have to do 10 yeah. each, so yeah. Okay, okay. All right. We're going to kick off the award, award episode with the most exciting new series of the last five years. We're starting off with a good one. Starting off with a good one. All right. And the award goes to... Oh, my God. Primal! There you go. Yay, Primal. They used used industrial-grade glue to stick this envelope. (laughs) They would do that, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, okay, I think the the thing that has to be said about Primal is that it is it was Gendy's real return to TV. He had the Samurai Jack finale mm-hmm. season, which was very mixed, depending on who you ask. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't got. And then he came out with Primal. He just kind of came out with this thing, like, out of nowhere. And it just blew everybody's minds, honestly. Myself included. Yeah, I watched only one ep- that one episode, and I don't have access to it because I'm a filthy Canadian. Um, but <laughs> but it, was, it was really good. Just the one episode was, like, enough to kind of encapsulate his style and his vision for the show, enough for me to want to watch more of it mm-hmm. yeah there's proof that Gendy had not lost his touch working in Hollywood yeah I mean has he ever that's what I'm saying there we go our next award is the cyberpunk overlay award for the best aesthetics in a show give me, give me the envelope Give me the damn envelope! You, why are you opening it yourself? Give me the damn thing. Fine. Give it to me. And the winner is Bakemonogatari. Woo! Woo! I liked that episode. It was good. It was good. But why did it have the best aesthetics, Maria? Because of 
the cinematography and the colors and also the PG-13 fight scene, <laughs> which was made PG-13 because of bright colors instead of blood spewing everywhere. It, it, it was a visual feast for the eyes, really. It was, yeah, it was very well done. A lot of the transitions from, like, the flashbacks to even just, like, the introduction of the weird, sketchy character that they are talking to and telling the story to was very well done. The fight scene mm -hmm. itself was very well done. Um, just the whole, like, ambiance. <laughs> Ambiance. Ambiance. Was weird and creepy, and that's what they intended it to be. And they got it. Yep. <laughs> we did fight about this one. Oh. oh, do you want to talk about the fight? We did fight about this one. Okay. The second what did in we running was, uh, was Korra. Yes, it was. Korra it was a def it was a tough one. So it was one of the tough I, ones. I stood my ground and mansplained to Maria. Why back him on a contrary should have won. And like a man, I got my way. Once, and then the rest of the evening was just me having my way. Uh -huh. You can hear that whole discussion over on Patreon. Yes, Patreon. <laughs> That's how you say that word. Yes, it is how you say that word. All right, what's next, Maria? So, tied to the so. counter to the previous uh, previous award, we have the early 2000s overlay award for worst aesthetics. Oh, God. Yeah. Which, for a mini tidbit, is, is, a, uh, is, is a remnant of... of the horrible, horrible aesthetics of um, spy. What was that? Totally spies. Totally yeah, spies. That's what it was. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah, that was bad. Which was awful. So, I had just watched The Matrix the other okay. day, which came out in 1999. Okay. And it has great cyberpunk overlay aesthetics. Okay. What the hell happened between then and the 2000s? <laughs> oh, no. And, I mean, it's all goofy by today's standards, but it still looks really cool. And then you get to the 2000s and everything's just just disgusting. Everything's just like... <laughs> exactly. But it's a stock anyway, explosion in an animated show. <laughs> oh, God. It's a stock explosion you found on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, All right, the award gosh. goes to... Well, this comes as no surprise or disappointment. Donkey Kong Country. Oh, God. Because everything was awful. It, it yeah. The Nothing textures worked. killed me. The, t the textures were what killed it all. Really? And, you know... It is of its time. It was groundbreaking for what it tried to do, but that does not change the fact that it is ugly as sin, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, everything is ugly as sin. Everything. There's not. There's mm, not a saving no. grace at all. 
No, there's nothing appealing about this show in pre presentation wise or content wise. Mm-hmm. Is is a dumb show for babies, and that's when I watched it when I was a dumb baby. <laughs> and I loved it. As a dumb baby. Mm-hmm. But now looking back at it, I can appreciate what it did for the medium of animation because it really was where we were headed with the uh, with the uh mocap. Into but, into disaster? No, I mean mocap is now used with everything. Yes, I know. Really. I know. But, you know, Donkey Kong Country fell flat on its face, so every other animated thing could could, you know, walk. No, it it thing. fell flat onto the puddle so that the rest of the <laughs> ladies could just not get their skirts dirty in the mud. Oh my god. Are you talking about Ruby? No, no, I'm just talking I'm just talking about other <coughs> mocap stuff, you know, wouldn't have to step on the muck on their way through. I know. Anything else to say about this dumpster fire? No, that it was a dumpster fire. That's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. We salute the Donkey Kong Country as your dumpster fire goes off into the sea. <laughs> as your dumpster fire in your dumpster truck drives off this cliff into the cold, cold depths of the ocean where you will stay forever. Hopefully. This is what they should reboot. <laughs> No, no reboots, no more. All right, all right, fine. All right, our next award is the Starving Artist Award for Best Character Designs. Gonna give me the, are you gonna just keep dancing or are you gonna give me the thing? I'm trying to loosen up the industrial grade glue. Why did you buy it? Why I did you buy Gorilla Glue? I didn't make these. Balthazar made them. Damn. Wait, who's Balthazar? Just one of the demons I paid lava rocks to to make the envelopes for me. Ooh. <laughs> Give me the damn thing. Fine. Here, take it. And the winner is X-Men Evolution. Yeah. They spent a lot of time character for character <laughs> design in that show. They did. They spent a lot of time and money. It, it's almost like half of the show was just about the character designs. I mean, the, even the end credits was just character designs. It was. It was just the character. Well, not the models, but like the the design work that goes in. Also, to the show. also, they took also, full advantage of those character designs because I remember. That the the section of that episode where Rogue gets um, uh, Storm's powers and her like, um, you know, her uh, mesh shirt is like floating in the wind and stuff, <laughs> and her like poofy sleeves are just like floating in the wind. They took full advantage of those character designs. Yeah, yeah, they did. It's also the only X Men series that doesn't make Jean Grey look ridiculous. Yeah, really. This Until is she becomes Phoenix, obviously. Of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the the character designs are really appealing in the show. Whoever did them 
were, were they were really good. They were very. They also made the characters very lanky. I will. I will say that the characters do feel like they were thrown into a taffy puller for a little <laughs> bit before they came out. I I think it's a weird thing. It's like a combination of like the Tim, what's his name, the the Justice League style, mm-hmm. which was kind of the there was the style at the time for superhero shows to be kind of that weird. You're either blocky or lanky. Yeah. Really, and they kind of they really tried to like update it to be more realistic. Really. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't really totally get away from that design aesthetic, really, because it was the style at the time. At least for a little bit, yeah. At least for a little bit. And now we have, I don't even know what we have, really. We also commend them for breaking barriers in men's fashion and giving Wolverine a boob window. (laughs) They did give Wolverine a boob window. Equality. Hashtag yeah. equality. Sorry, sorry, not a boob window. It was side boob action. Yeah. Side boob action. Yeah. Side boob action. Yeah, you did get a boob window, unfortunately. Yeah, but but I mean, bad. honestly, just all of all of um, Rogue's character design was just so good in that episode. <laughs> I loved it. That's just because she's a goth and you're a goth. And... I'm not a goth. Have you seen me be a goth except for that one time? Yes. Yes, said I have. except for the one time. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I think that... Is that it? Yeah. For it was that? good. Just, it was good. Yeah. It's good. I don't think the show holds up completely, but for character design-wise, it's pretty, really good. A lot of effort. Clothes change, which is remarkable. Yep. Yeah, they had different clothing designs for the characters. You know, it was neat. Yeah. And not just you know shirt and pants. (laughs) Shirt and pants. I am I am Spider Man, but out when I'm Peter Parker, I just have shirt pants. (laughs) I have blank shirt and pants. Beige. No. Yes, beige, beige pants. pants. Or cargo pants, too, sometimes. Well, Nightcrawler had cargo pants in this show. But it's interesting because he has them, like, hanging down, like, well, sagging it's, a bit. Well, it's not all of the male characters that, that have that. No. Like, that's the, that's the point, right? Like, if he wears it, it's fine. It's when everybody's wearing the same thing. That's when it's a... Right. Like it's that's what well, it's like. Look, you're lazy. <laughs> Stop it. That's that's what all the animators wear. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> what would they know about fashion? I don't think much, but they got somebody who knew fashion. <laughs> oh God. All right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. The next the next award is for the actually starving artist award for the worst character designs. And the winner is Balthazar. Get back here with the envelope. Balthazar. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. I'm going to write them on sticky notes and just give them to you from now on. What? Where's your sense of showmanship? All right. And the winner is the Transformers and its many renditions of Starscream and Screamstar. Brought to you by Transformers. Sponsored by Transformers. 
Sponsored by the, Hasbro. The next movie, the next Michael Bay Transformers movie, yes. which also has really terrible designs now that I think about it. Yeah. Hmm. This show, these, these shows can't catch a break, can they? Mm-mm. Also, okay, we're not no. actually sponsored by Hasbro. Oh, yeah, no. Spo- hashtag not sponsored. Yes. But yeah, as you put it, Maria, they did just copy-paste Starscream's design. <laughs> they did it multiple times. It wasn't even just multiple one times. robot. There was like three different Starscreams. Scream and stars, you know sorry. <laughs> and you know what? There is a dad from the 80s whose son was really into Starscream, <laughs> went to the store, and was like, what the hell is this shit? Scream star, this is the one, right? He's, he drew me a bit, pointy, and I get it for, yeah, this is what you want, right, Billy? No, Dad, this is Scream Star. I wanted Star Scream. <laughs> Damn it. Back to the store. What's this one? Star Scrime? <laughs> That'll do. Star Scram. Star Scram. No, Ted, that's Star Scram. God damn it, how many of these are there? They're all the same. <laughs> no, Ted, they're very different. Star Scream is the red one. And he is the second he commanded a Megatron. Or the opt. The, he's Megatron. I can't even remember what they are. It is Megatron, yeah. Megatron, second in command. Ah, damn it! <laughs> Comes Star back with a giant is pile. Red and purple. That one's blue and purple. <laughs> I feel sorry is, for that, Dad. That is literally the Transformers episode. Uh, that is that there is really it was. in a nutshell. And yeah. some guy who for, and and a robot that forgot <laughs> that he could make an umbrella. That's it. That is that episode. <laughs> but yeah, just the laziest. We've got to turn the toys into the cartoon. What are they selling? Oh, five versions of the same character just with different paint on them. Great. Put them in the show. <laughs> I think it's because they're the villains, so nobody really cares. They all look How the same. How dare you? The villains are the best. They're, they're the hot sellers. Yes. Well, the villains are, but not their sidekicks. Like not the not the side pieces. Like the side pieces. Holy crap! Oh my god. Like a is Megatron is, and Starscream is, yes. but like not everybody else. They didn't expect. However, they didn't expect that Starscream would right, have I, several duplications. <laughs> I looked it up, and Scream Star is the hottest-selling toy of 1982. <laughs> Star Scream was like foiled again. No, no, I'm not even the most popular version of me. <laughs> oh God! Anything else to say, Maria? No. I just hope that they I just hope that they mint more brain cells for everyone else to have in the Autobots team. That's all. Oh my god. Alright. Next up is wait. It was me next, right? Yes. <laughs> next up is the one million pieces of fan art award for the character with the best design. And the winner is Thank 
let's see here. Uh, it's Korra from The Legend of Korra. Korra's great. Korra looks great. When she came on the scene, I think that was a turning point for a lot of things, honestly, in terms of character designs. Because Korra's art, Korra's character design is unlike anything we really had seen before. Even in Avatar, really. Like, there was never a buff lady in Avatar. Yeah, everybody was pretty petite. Like, even... Other than, I guess, um... Avatar uh, Kyoshi. But even then, a lot of Kyoshi's bulk came from the whole, like, um, attire that Kyoshi had and just, like, mm-hmm. height than it did from her being, mm-hmm. like, stocky, necessarily. Mm-hmm. If that exactly. makes sense. Yep. That does make sense. Whereas, yeah, and then Korra comes on the scene, and now buff girls are all the rage. I just really. still are. I don't think we ever forgot that. No, I'm saying that now buff girls are all the rage. Oh, yes. I, saw, I thought you said were. No, no, no. They are. We can't get enough of buff girls. Nope. And it definitely wasn't all Korra, but I think it was a lot of Korra. I think, I mean, again, Korra was pretty groundbreaking for a lot of reasons and for a lot of people. And as much as I have qualms with the way that her story goes... Her character design is amazing. Like, they did not shy away from making her, like, muscular and not giving her that very typical, like, petite waist and, you know, like, Mm -hmm. they did not, they gave her, she, she has a waist, but it's not, like, the, the weird, like, tiny broken back waist issue that a lot of female (laughs) like strong female characters have even strong female characters have and they just kind of let her be this buff chick that like punches things and Mm -hmm. has no remorse for it um Mm -hmm. i don't know they did a very very good job of of her and and it also makes like other characters personalities shine through because um Kaya is is pretty Kaya? Sorry, not Kaya. What's her name? Asami? No, no, no. Um Tenzin's sister. Oh. It is Kaya, isn't Tenzin's it? Tenzin's sister? Oh, her. The the yeah. water tribe one. Yeah, okay. The water bending one. She is also very like petite in the waist, but tall. Yes. Asami, uh, you know, in contrast, looks what they want her to look like a glamorous person because standing next to Korra, that is what she looks like. And that is what she's supposed to be. And just by virtue of Korra being a different looking character kind of allows all these other characters, I don't know, personalities to shine through in their character design instead of it it having to be told through the story. Like a lot of times you have to be told through the story about a, about a female character and what, she is rather than being a visual thing because they all look the same for the most part and And so i think it's interesting too that she has to learn to be graceful exactly in the the first season exactly oh yeah that's her journey grace is not no she's just punched through things if i can punch things then why do i need to talk about it right 
breaking asphalt, breaking tables, tossing people around, getting arrested. Right, but if she wants to be a fully realized avatar, she can't deny that part of her. Exactly. That is girly, I guess. Well, girly and more of just like a softer be, side, I mean, right? Like girly yeah, as in quote-unquote like... Quote-unquote eh. girly. Exactly. I Balance. mean, you know, that's, that's part of her struggle in the yeah. first season. Is also getting over um, also getting over Mako. That's not hard. I guess no, that's true. That that's not hard. The man doesn't have a personality. <laughs> he just angry and pointy eyebrows. That's it. That's it. That's oh, his God. personality. He's such a missed opportunity. He really is. He Honestly, really is. They didn't. He's really he's really the big victim of the show only really only wanting one season it feels like. Yeah. You know. I mean, we've talked about this several times. Yeah, and, and... we'll talk about it more. <sighs> One day, I will rant One about day. it forever. Oh, my God. I will be in bliss. Um, <laughs> All right, next up. Next up, we have Nightmare Movie Sonic Memorial Award for the character with the worst design. Remember when Sonic had this? teeth? Yeah, should we change this to something else? <laughs> nah. Nah. This is is that in... meme still relevant? <laughs> Memes aren't relevant two days after they were made. Fair enough. But this right, is in this is in memory of that awful, awful Sonic the Hedgehog design where Sonic had teeth. Oh god. It still haunts my nightmares. It is terrifying. Anyway. And the award goes to April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003. Where do we even start? Oh, God. Which we've gone through it all before. We've so already gone through it all, but I will encapsulate it into one statement. Why would you wear a crop top at a laboratory? Yep. It's, I mean, I guess that's why she got fired. I, I guess so. Yeah, they kept telling her hey. to put on a f to not to wear a t-shirt for her own safety, and she wouldn't listen. She just yeah. wouldn't. We're dealing with dangerous chemicals and robotics. There's sparks flying. That's there's why we lasers. wear these. There's lasers everywhere. But no, no, she had to wear cargo pants and a crop top. She doesn't have any of the spirit of the original character. She really is doesn't. Is also the problem. Like, the original April is a spunky, go-getter, go-go 90s girl who wants that scoop. And she's she's dressed in that hideous orange jumpsuit that's iconic. No, no, it's yellow. Oh, sorry, yellow jumpsuit. Thank you. She's, she's dressed in that hideous yellow jumpsuit that's iconic now. Because he's always ready to get down in, into the dirt and get that scoop. And then this April is just another scientist man, but she doesn't look anything like it. She looks like a terrible anime. She looks like a terrible deviant art oh, version God. of April yeah, from she 2003. Does a bit. She does a little bit, yeah. 
he's like, hey, look, I redesigned April in the year 2003 on TV and It's just the worst thing ever. That's what it is. It was awful. Her, they, there's just nothing about her character design that's fun or cool or like, mm-hmm. it just is woman. Is attractive it, it just woman. Is woman. Attractive woman. You're right. And then you've got the April from the 2012 series, who has a very a nice, you know, simple, unique design that has shades of the original in it. And then you've got the rise of the Teenage Turtles, which just went balls to the wall, which does also pay homage to the original April with exactly. the yellow jacket. Yeah. But is completely different and is great in its own way. Yeah, it's really cool. They they tried to do something with it. Also, she's younger, so they like, you know, mm-hmm. didn't have her be sexualized. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> um, what a concept. What take a con- notes, yeah, my hero. What? Oh my God. <laughs> They'll never take notes. Anyway. But yeah, it's it's just a terrible design. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> All right. Next up is the Bob Ross Award for the best backgrounds. And the winner is. <laughs> Why did you throw it? Now I have to pick it up. <laughs> uh, to your eternity. How do you make snow look beautiful? I know. They did such a good job. I mean, especially not even just the snow, because that was really nice and empty and everything. But even Mm -hmm. just the art of the houses, of the inside of the house, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. mural on the walls. Yes. Like. It looks great. It just all looks very pretty. And also, I'm pretty, I think the the whole like graveyard scene was just a background. (sighs) It was just a background shot. Yep, it was. Yeah. Oof. 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 Ooh, that's a rough one. Yeah. Ooh, that's a rough one. Just thinking about To Your Eternity makes me sad. The emotional, yeah. emotional damage. Mm-hmm. Then let's move on. The emotional damage. The emotional damage. Okay. All right. The next award is the Got It and One Award for Best Cinematography. And the winner is... Notice how she doesn't throw her envelopes. Throw it at what? Myself? And the winner is... The Legend of Korra! The Revelation. Woo! Woo. It's... They put so much effort into this. It would be a crime not to give them the award. (sighs) Ah, that motorcycle scene. They put a lot of effort into where the camera was, how it was put, how it was positioned, and how it would make the scene look from that angle. They did things that most other cartoons can only dream of doing a lot of the times. The ground moved. Do. The ground moved. It was it was just very well done. Everybody remembers that scene, the the scene from the episode where um uh, freak what's his face got kidnapped 
Bolin. Bolin, yes. Bolin got kidnapped, and they just chase mm-hmm. after them with the weird electro sticks, jumping off things, riding on yep. motorcycles, doing yep. firebending shit while but riding even... motorcycles. <laughs> But even in the calmer moments, they were always aware of where they're where they were shooting exactly. and trying to make it as appealing as possible and not just be not just have it be a wide shot. Yeah. It it was great. Also, I forgot to mention this before. Actually I'll mention it later. Okay. I'll mention it later. Your turn. Okay. Okay, uh, the next one in contrast is the What Are You Aiming At Award for the Worst Cinematography. No, James, like, you're supposed to say it with gusto. What are you aiming at? There we go. We really should change that to the Drunken Cinematographer Award. <laughs> uh, I don't know, what are you aiming at? Sounds great. I know, I know, I'm just saying. It's an alternative name. Anyway, the winner is. Oh, right. I have to give you the envelope. Sorry. Yeah, you got to give me the damn envelope. Or you could use your own hands. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the winner is X-Arms. Angel of Murder. Uh, <sighs> yep. <sighs> yep. There's the bucket. There's the bucket. There's the X-Arms bucket. Thank you, Balthazar. <sighs> This show transcends bad cinematography. (laughs) This show, there are shows that have the most blandest cinematography ever. It's all just shot at a wide angle. There's no close-ups. There's no back and forth. There's nothing. Everything is perfectly center frame. And they are still better than (laughs) X-Arms somehow. With who has a camera. They they had a camera that they were moving, and yet it's still they couldn't figure out where to put this goddamn camera. And this show embodies the what are you aiming at award. It perfectly. Is, it is remarkable how you could how you can just It is there are people who have never held a camera before who could pick up their iPhones and shoot a better scene than this show, who had money and professional people. I'm not, they're not animators, unfortunately. They weren't animators. I mean, just the shot of, of the main character just flippy-dipping over the fence. Just, who looked at that and thought, no, that's good? Yeah. Who who looked at the goddamn smoke everywhere and thought, no, that looks good? Who thought that the composition of the 2D and the 3D characters, who saw that and thought, yeah, that looks good. That looks good. What are you talking about? That looks great. We're geniuses. We are geniuses. Incidentally, I've never seen a movie in my life. <laughs> I have never seen an anime. I have never seen a TV show. 
just I have never even seen a play before in my life. There's so much wrong with um, X-Arms and just, it just, I think that it could have been at least marginally better if, if they tried. Yeah. I well, the, I think they did try, and this is just their bet. This is not, this is not handshakers. This is not somebody with a grasp on what cinematography is and just kind of not hitting the mark. This is not somebody who knows what animation is and just not hitting the mark. This is the best that they could do. I think that this is their best, and that is the most frustrating thing about it. It's just so bad. There, there is nowhere up from here. These people cannot do better if they tried. <laughs> like, I mean, there's there's Ruby, right? Which is very similar to this show in sort of production work, really. If you put them side by side, you couldn't really tell them apart sometimes. But I think Ruby could improve itself. This is true, yeah. This this show they could not. If they, they got a second season ugh. and they got and they tried harder, they it would be the exact same show. They I cannot just, go further. It's just <laughs> this is the limits of their abilities is making assets for video games yeah we watched that one scene so many times yep all right we gotta move on yes we do we do all right next one next award is the dead animator memorial award for the best single shot and we call it that because some animator probably died for this Anyway, and the winner is the witch reveal from Primal. So the scene where they show the witch, the evil witch. Well, Druid, I guess. Druid, witch, same thing. Whatever she was. They revealed her for the first time. It was creepy and smooth and beautiful and (laughs) great. And just really haunting, and you cannot look away. Yeah. It's like a train wreck. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, no. Well, in a, in a sense of you, you, you can't look away from it, you know? It's just, you just kind of have to watch it unfold, and it's beautiful so like, and horrific at yeah. the same time. <laughs> I mean, it hooks you because she comes in on a pterodactyl. She does, like, yeah. That immediately hooks you in. It hooks you into the sea, and then she comes down. It's very slow at first. And it starts to build up and build up and build up and build up. And then it crescendos with the death of the little cave guy. Yep. Caveman guy. And then it builds back down. And then it builds. And then it just kind of builds slightly up as you're like, what the heck's going on? And then the reveal of the baby. that It gives yep. birth to the baby. And then it's just, yeah. And then you're just like, wow, what did I just witness? 
I need to know more. It was creepy, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, creepy can be good. Yeah, exactly. Like, it gives you, like, the chills and stuff, but in a good way. Yeah. It was good. All it was right. a good scene. 10 out of 10. I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's it, right? That's yep. all we have to say? All right, great. Next up, the Paper Cutout Award for the Worst Animation. And the winner is... The Transformers. Of course it's the Transformers. Why wouldn't it be anything else? Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? This is terrible. I hate the 80s. The 80s is the worst decade ever. Cartoons were terrible back then. This is just a cash grab by a toy company. No love was put into this. Your nostalgia is a is a poison that is rotting your brains. Please stop. Your the nostalgia end. is a lie and everything sucks. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, except that we were tossing tossing between um, this Voltron. and Voltron. Yes. Yes. Which Voltron also was pretty not. shitty when it comes to animation. Yes. The problem but... was the problem was Voltron is fun to watch. Yeah, because we it's have, so it's, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. We had fun making fun of it, and yes. it was you know. It was bad, but it was also like it was bad for different reasons. Yeah, it's Voltron's maybe technically worse than the Transformers, but it's also kind of funny to watch. Yeah, and it had some actual like a it tried to grasp at something with like the weird sequences and the little dancing yeah. mouses. Yeah, so, yeah. Honestly, no. the saving grace was the mice, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the Transformers has no redeeming qualities. Like, even X-Arm has animation. To put it bluntly, X-Arm at least has animation. Yeah. The Transformers has ugh, the least amount of animation of anything we watched. It has no heart put into it. It has no soul. It is just there to sell kids toys by smashing their toys against each other. <laughs> I mean, they did just like smash a bunch of a bunch of action figure looking things together and yeah, try to exactly make it an literal action figures they slammed together. Yeah, God, they were blocky and, and just choppy ugh. and ugh, bulky. I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> anyway, moving on to. Greener and brighter pastures. Um, okay, we have the Ooh. Smooth as Butter Award for Best uh, Animation. Uh, yeah. It's good, good stuff. Anyway, so we got, what we got, what we got? What do we got? Tell me. Tell me, Maria. I'm trying to build a suspense. Oh. And the award well, you're goes doing it too to well. The Legend of Korra. The revelation. I mean, I mean, what what else could it be? Enough said. Like the the show is literally designed to show that Korean animation could be smooth as butter. It is so smooth. It is so smooth. Yep. And the thing that I was going to bring up <laughs> earlier that I'm going to bring up now because it makes more sense to bring it oh, up now. Okay. Uh, I forgot okay. to mention 
how friggin' smooth the animation of her um dog thing was. Nala. Nala, that's what her name was. There we go. Or Nag Nala. No, it was Naga. Was it Naga? Naga. Yes. Yeah, it was Naga. Yes. It's hard to remember because Naga doesn't factor into the plot. I wish I wish it did. Look, we're not gonna start that right now. We're talking about the animation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> calm yourself. Yes. Calm your tits, Maria. Yes. Yes, they're very calm. Good. They're very calm. Yes. Anyway, I just remember how <laughs> smooth the animation was of that of that creature. It's good. It is it's very good. So smooth. And they like ride her all of the time. And it is just like the most fluid muscle movement that you could ever see. Just the bounce on that creature mm. is amazing. I it's like it's like that she stole all of the grace that Cora was supposed to have. Oh, <laughs> oh! I wanted grace, but my dog stole it from me. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh, but anyway, the it's a it's yes. a polar bear dog. It was a bear dog. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a polar bear dog. Yes, and so. it is great. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing because like the, the actual Naga is like really big and bulky, and they somehow made made her just be just the most fluid thing ever. It was amazing. I loved it. Everything, lighting, movement, punching beautiful punching the punching animation was really good too table breaking pamphlet throwing (laughs) all of it oh god beautiful yes all of it was very good amon's like uh getting up to the guy who was lightning bending at him that was really smooth too that was very smooth yeah that was really smooth that the 3d mixed well with the 2d not perfectly i've seen it done better but it was good for what it was. It was seamless for the most part and didn't like interfere with other animation and other like visual aesthetics. So Yeah, exactly. It was it was good. Cause I, I, I remember like some of the three D did get a little bit wonky towards the end of the season. But a oh, lot yeah. of things went wrong at the end of that season, so <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> I'm just saying it figures is yes. all. Yeah. Should our one hundredth episode just be the legend of Korra? We should we should do that. And then just, I can rant about Just the again. whole thing. Just, oh yeah, the whole oh yeah, we could do the whole thing and then I can rant about it. You'll have to watch the last two seasons. I don't know where it is. Is I'm well, a Canadian would, I'm Canadian we'd have scum. To, oh my god. We'd have to watch it together. Uh, okay. Fair enough. All right. We could do that, I think, maybe. All right. Okay, that's it for the technical awards. Now it's time for the content awards. This is all just the random crap that we think up off the top of our heads to give awards to, basically. Yep. (laughs) And the first one is the Knee Slapper Award for the funniest episode. We really didn't have that many funny episodes. Yeah. This season. So pickings were slim. Yes. Unfortunately. Thus, the winner is Courage, the Cowardly Dog. 
bad hair day and hat of gold. Winning it, by default. It basically won by default, unfortunately. I mean, it's great. It was they a were good great episode. episode. It was a good they episode. They were funny. I love that funny. episode because it is seared in my mind because of the weird golems having a fashion show with like the coats <laughs> and stuff. Like it is seared into my mind. I saw it like maybe once when I was a kid or twice <laughs> when I was a kid, and I remember that episode wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, the bad hair day one was also funny too. That was also like really the, fun. Yeah. Just the weird hair stuff as they go through the factory. Mm-hmm. And, they just, uh, they always found a way to make anything creepy, and it is remarkable true. how that meshed with the funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the what we do on uh, Saturdays sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. just like watching you, uh, horror stuff and making fun of it, yeah. Yeah, where they just sort of like extrapolated the, the sort of absurdity of horror to its sick to its umpteenth degree. Yeah. Whereas we have to kind of do that ourselves. Ex- exactly, for these yeah. Well, it's basically like the absurd either can fall to the scary or to the funny, and it depends on how you like look at it. As a kid, it was mm-hmm. terrifying, some of those things. True. But anyway. Yeah. It's good. Good Courage. Stuff. Winning by default. Courage. Winning by default. Still one of the best shows I've seen. Yes. Agreed. One of the best shows ever. Alright. The next award is the Kamehameha Award for the best fight scene. And the winner is... Sorry, I have to fight with the envelope a little bit. You took the award uh, award category, but too seriously. <clears throat> and the winner is... The top attackers versus the neighbors from World Trigger. I won this this round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Maria. Why did these guys win? Because the because the fight scene was very cool, and there was arm slicing, and you know, there was arm slicing. Yes, and there was a weird like. Also, because I was very confused. <laughs> Is that a point in its favor? I mean, I was, I was, I was there for the cool fight scene, so I didn't really care. So I guess, yeah. Okay. Well, you were adamant for Korra's fight scene with the chi blockers. I did because that was a very cool fight scene. It was also very it dramatic. Very... It was great. It was smooth it as was. butter, and Korra kicked ass. I mm-hmm. also got her it ass was. kicked. Um, yes. Yeah. So why did this win? Uh, because it was a very elaborate and very interestingly done fight scene. Like, there was different parts to it. It wasn't just the one mm. scene. The entire episode had a bunch of multiple different parts. And it was very mm. intelligent. It was very well choreographed. And... You know, a lot. All the characters kind of had their moment in it in that episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. It was an intricate chess match. 
between two sides, whereas Korra's was just a brawl. Yeah, Korra's was just, ah, run away! Right. And I think watching that intricate chess match is more interesting than just, look what I can do. Fire kick. Fire kick. Ah, my arms. They can't move. Whereas this, like, you know, a lot of anime fight scenes can get bogged down in the characters thinking, all right, now I'm going to now I'm gonna come at him from the left and then I'm going to do this and this and this. Whereas World Trigger is very, at least this fight scene, was very just go, go, go. Things are happening. We'll explain it on the way. Exactly. We'll, fig- we'll figure it out as we go along rather yeah. than just having them stand there the the background going black and then thinking, I'm gonna win this because sword slice McGee special attack. <laughs> that was good. Also, that one dude had like several arms. What was that he did. name? No, that happened. Okay, okay. I can't tell sometimes. I have weird dreams. Don't worry about it. Wow. Okay. Sure. No, that happened, and it was cool because they attacked the same bit of the arm repeatedly to break it. Yep, it was smart. Which they didn't explain until it happened. Yep. Which was good. They weren't just, like, stopping every five seconds to be like, now I'll attack it again, and now I'll attack it again. Also, one of the few, one of the few like fight scenes where I approve of the well-utilized. Uh, sorry, they utilize the um, internal monologue trope mm-hmm. very well. I think mm-hmm. they did because they can talk to each other telepathically. Yeah, yeah, and it is kind of like. I don't know. Sometimes the it's overdone, like it was in friggin' Voltron. Like eighty oh percent of that episode was internal <laughs> monologuing. Um, it was yes, but, exactly. But this this was like very well done. It was enough to just give people context of what was going on, but they never like overdid it. No, which is very easy to overdo. Exactly. Like. Whole, like holy crap it is so easy to overdo the inner monologue which is why like world trigger usually has other people doing the monologues mm-hmm. is a is usually what they do to try and get around that to give it some more variety variety they, yeah it's anime you have to have monologues yeah but like i just like sometimes it's just okay we get it just get to the fucking just get to the point like yeah stop it <laughs> Mm-hmm. The infamous, infamous, um, infamous cafe scene from um, Death Note comes to mind, where him and L are both just internal monologuing. <laughs> That's the whole show. It, it is. It is genuinely the whole show. This is why I can't take internal oh. monologues. I'm sorry. Death Note ruined it for me. Anybody that's trying to do that, you better use it, like, very minimally, because if you don't, it's done. It's over. We're done. (laughs) We're done. Yeah. You know know what the worst part, though, Uh is, Maria? Uh The anime's been trying to get away from that. You know what they replaced it with? What? Two characters going to a cafe and talking for 30 minutes straight. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Which what do you which is worse for you? I I think that the cafe is less worse because then you can have interesting like shots of them doing stuff, eating things, playing with their you drinks so. or something like that. At least that's what I imagine you'd do with it to make it interesting and not just be boring exposition, but I suppose I suppose I cre- I do creative. I do creative and they don't. <laughs> All right, uh, we're getting off track. So let's yes. go to our next award, which is the Falling Flat on Your Face Award for the biggest disappointment. And the winner is... Gimme. Thank you. <laughs> the Simpsons, A Treehouse of Horror 2. Oh, 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 oh. This Animation's was... bad. Yes. Story was bad. Yes. Characters were bad. Yes. It was mostly kind of boring. The funniest part of that episode was Maggie tripping over her dress and falling face first and then <laughs> getting up and waddling away. <laughs> that was the funniest part of that episode. That is it. That was in the first five seconds of the show. Yes. That's yes. bad. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 very unfortunate. The first one was such a it's such an iconic masterpiece. Now it is so it does, the first one was just so well done. The way that they were they did it, the the framing of it was so good. They should have just kept with the framing. I don't know why they changed it. Your guess is as good as mine. They tried different stuff later on, but it it never. Uh, some of it's good though. This some one was just really not. bad. No, this one was just kind of boring the mm-hmm. dream sequences eh, 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 eh. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. but this one was just disappointing compared to the first one yeah. which is a kind of a masterpiece in itself it was great it was well mm-hmm. done 10 out of yep. 10 this one 10 not 10. so one this one just like a four out of ten at best. At, at best, and all those four points go to Maggie tripping and falling to on her face. <laughs> Maggie MVP. Oh God, Maggie MVP. Sure. <laughs> all right. Okay. The next award is the falling flat on your face and finding a hundred dollar bill award for the biggest Ooh. surprise. Ooh, Ooh, $100 bill. I could use one of those right now. That would be really nice, yeah. And the winner is... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rise of the Turtles. The 2012 version. The 2012 version, yes. Yes. This was very fun. It was. It was, it was very fun. Um, they had some really cute, like, anime inspirations in this episode with the expressions. They did. Um, they did, yes. They had the cutesy... Um, which one was it? Which one had the crush? Donnie. Yes, Dante. There we go. Donnie had a crush on a girl. It was kind of he adorable. Did, yes. This was the first time they were going out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some cool fight scenes at the start. It was very well done. It's very mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. Good sound effects. Good sound yes, effects. very good, very good sound effects. 
interesting um, story. Interesting story. Uh, you know, going through, you know, what do you think of the Turtles franchise now, really? Uh, Having seen every incarnation, you know, a bit of every incarnation now. I don't know that I would, like, go and watch them necessarily. Sure. But um, I get why people like them. Like, it's this thing that keeps, like, evolving as people grow and, mm -hmm. you know, make new versions and new iterations of it so that other people can, you know, see their versions and their iterations of it and so on and so forth. So mm -hmm. I think it's a cool, like, evolution to watch. It's it's an interesting phenomenon of, like, a a concept being remade again and again and sort of what different creators decide to highlight, what different creators decide to sort of put away or ignore, I guess. So yeah. I, I think watching the evolution is pretty fun. And it is always, it has kind of been a positive trajectory, seeing as the most recent mm. one it was, was very well done. And I loved the April in that one. Um yeah. Because she was actually cool and actually did stuff, and yes, wasn't wearing a friggin' crop top in a laboratory or. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, or fainting but, twice. Or fainting twice. I mean, like the first one, the bar is set. This, you know, two thousand three. Yeah. You just you kind of go down for some reason. Somehow from an 80s show, you go down. How does that happen? How does that even happen? Exactly. How does that happen? How does that even How does that even happen? But then we shoot back up with this version, the 2012 version. It's it's very, it's a good show. It's a delightful show. It, it has fun animation, great character designs, great voice acting, great fight scenes, great sound effects. It was def. I mean, it wasn't a surprise to me because I've seen the show, but... For Maria, it was it was a pleasant surprise. It was it was a good it was a pleasant surprise, especially after like after the two thousand three one, which was a complete disaster. Um, this one was actually yeah. fun. The characters were cool. Um, they all like the the turtles had different personalities. They weren't jerks. <laughs> oh God, that's a big thing. Raphael. Yeah, they actually acted like brothers. You know. Yeah. Died people that work together that hate each other yeah there was like banter Which... and conversation and all that and all right next one unless there's something else you want to say no. okay all right the next one is the you know maria you get the honors why why do i get the honors Just oh the... i see that's why <laughs> all right the next award is the what are you wearing award award for, for the, the worst, worst outfit. <laughs> and the winner is... It is... This is a... Sh God, Maria, you hate this person so much. I do. I you do. hate this person so much. Not only did she get the worst character design, but she also gets the worst dressed April O'Neil from TMNT 2003. Yep. I mean, we've already talked about it before. We've already talked about it. Do we need to say any more? It's a terrible design. It's terrible. It's design. a terrible design. It's just ridiculous. Zero out of ten. 
Stop it. Whoever, Get some help. Whoever, whoever designed this needs to be fired. I know the show's been off the air for years. Years now. Yeah. Almost, almost two decades, James. Almost two decades. Well, I mean, it lasted for like seven seasons, so. Oh, I guess, yeah. But still, they need to be fired. This, this, this is not acceptable. Zero out of ten. This, zero out of ten. <laughs> okay, I, this, that's all we need to say, right? Yep, that's all we like, need to say. We we've critiqued this outfit Before. from dawn to dusk. Yep. There's nothing more to say. Worst April ever. Good night, everybody. Yep. No wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next one right. is the Wedgie Award for the worst butt shot, which, you know. I do know. Enough said. <laughs> anyway. Enough said. Yeah. And the winner is. Did, did April win it again? No, even though she did have a ter- terrible butt shot. But the winner is X-Arms, the Angel of Murder. Which one? What do you mean, which one? Which butt shot from this show? All of them. Fair enough. <laughs> but especially the, like, the shot of her crawling like a weird... Yeah. With dislocated fucking hip joints. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it just... <sighs> it's not that... It's, it's not even just that there are butt shots in this show. It is just that it has the most unappealing person... Who has the butt shots? Yeah. <laughs> like this is like, oh god, her model is so ugly and disturbing. <laughs> why did you? Why did you try to make this sexy? Other than the based on the manga, which. Oh god. Is, yeah. I've seen the covers of that manga, and oh my god, I need to bleach my eyeballs. <laughs> Which apparently this caused the volume sales to tank on the manga. Good. Good. <laughs> like the adaptation was so bad that it caused a visible loss in money for the creator. Oh, God. Isn't that great? No. I mean, yes, it's great for great for us, you know, not for him, but for us, yes. All right. Is that it? Is that all we have to say about the butt shots? Yeah, there was a lot of it. And, you know, she's also naked sometimes. And it's kind of disturbing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. She also, like, they make her face very, like, baby-faced a little bit. But also, like, soulless. So it's even worse. So a baby's face, then. Babies yeah, have no souls. Babies have no souls. This is true. Every mother has to go to the depths of earth, uh, to depths of 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 um, the underworld to yank out an old soul that's forgotten everything and shove it into the baby. That's oh how it God. works. That's that's an interesting interpretation of Catholic purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting off of this track immediately. Yeah. Um, Next award is the Fluffy Cuddly Award. Or sorry, let me try that again. The next award is the Fluffy Cuddly Hug Award for the most wholesome episode. 
Yeah, wholesome episodes. Wholesomeness. I miss those. <laughs> we got one. Got one, yes. Maria, can you hand me the award, which is on a pillow? Delicate. Feathery. Delicately feathery. Ooh, it's embroidered. Yeah. And the Thanks. winner is Futurama, Luck of the Fryish. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was kind it of was adorable. It was kind of adorable. It's Makes very me a sad. sad. Makes me very sad. Yeah, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Well written. Well written. Just good sci-fi. It explores a character. Just, and the ending is just a gut punch. Yep. Just a straight punch to the gut. Yep. It's it's just a really nice it's just a really nice episode. It it's I don't know, after also having watched a little more of of um Futurama since this episode, they have a mm-hmm. few of these that go around. Mm-hmm. Um there's yeah. the episode where we Leela realizes who her parents are and her oh, parents yeah. are just very like adorable mutants <laughs> spoiler spoilers spoilers um, it's been on for a yeah, decade it's, yeah, now it's fine. It's, it, the spoilers for futurama are way over exactly um but yeah. but you know leela's i like leela's journey in the show yeah i think fry also has like somewhat of a journey because where i am right he now he's not as annoying as he used to no. be. And I don't know when that change happened. It's but very like, gradual. But yeah. like and now when I look, it's like it's not as bad. And the idea of like Leela and him mm-hmm. ending up together, which is probably going to happen, it does not feel as mm-hmm. worse as it was in the start. When I first started right. watching it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean no. they played that up as a joke. I know, I know, but, but it's also still like you know, you know when you go go into something like this, you know the main character and whatever one female character that's going to be the main, you know, person there is are going to end up together. Right. And looking at Leela and then looking at Fry and just being like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, but poor Leela. yeah, as she, poor poor Leela. But as you get to know the characters and Fry and Leela specifically, you they grow together. All the characters yeah. sort of gradually grow together and become more, less, I'm going to kill you if you mess with me. And more like, I'm only going to punch you in the face if you mess with me. Yeah. And again, like, I think for the most part, a lot of the change does happen in Fry as well. Like, yes. And he- And you kind of sort of watch him grow like that which thank god because if i was still as annoyed as i was with fry at the start of the of the show i would have just been like girl don't fucking do it yeah i think the thing is i think what's embodied in this episode is fry's selfishness at the beginning of the show i mean he goes to the future and he doesn't feel any remorse about it he doesn't feel anything but as he goes through the show. He realizes that he's lost a lot of things. And he yeah. realizes that other people also have make sacrifices. And he 
himself has to make sacrifices himself later on, you know, unselfishly. Exactly. And that's where his growth comes from. I think I think the biggest step of growth at this episode and then the episode where he finds out that the um that the weird alien like monkey dog things are responsible <laughs> for him like going into the into the future and him yeah. like making that choice uh you know for himself mm-hmm. um I think that that was one of the biggest like character development moments that he had in the show and i'm glad that they did that because they could have just not we could have just have like a bart simpson moment and he'd just be the (laughs) dumbest dumbest man you could ever Mm -hmm. lay your eyes on but he wasn't and you know that's good that's 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 good and and you know, for most for most of the show before this episode, it's mostly just Fry being a jerk the whole time. But this show shows how people see saw the good in him. His brother saw what saw the good parts of him mm-hmm. too. You know, he did he does have an adventurous and innocent spirit to him that he wanted his son to have as well. Exactly. And he showed, like, what Fry could have been if he wasn't such a total moron and kind of a jerk, too. Yeah. And also, yeah, kind of dumb. Very dumb. And kind of of also very dumb. But, you know, some things can't be fixed. Continued in part two.